It's going to feel like everything around you is collapsing, falling apart. But you know what that feeling is? That is the feeling where you need to rise up, be the leader that you were meant to be, be the light in the darkness for all those that follow you. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Chris Noggle. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. So Chris is the co-founder and CEO of Flip Out Academy, the money school and money mentor with over 16 years of real estate investing experience. And he's done over 500 deals across flips, wholesales, and rentals. He's based in Buffalo, New York. And his website is his name, Chris Noggle. Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Noggle, N-A-U-G-L-E.com. So Chris, you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Absolutely. So the background starts just like many others. I grew up in a lower, lower middle class family. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was the one that raised me and kind of brought me up and we didn't have much, but my mom always taught me to dream big. And that served me well. A lot of things I did when I was younger was just dream. I dreamed of riding dirt bikes. I dreamed of being a professional snowboarder. And by the time I got to young man, I guess 16, 17, I was dead set on being a professional snowboarder. That's the only thing I cared about. And when we got into the early 2000s, I'd not only accomplished that goal, which everybody told me I couldn't do because Buffalo, New York, if you don't know much about Buffalo, New York, that's a good thing. There's nothing really going on here, but we don't have mountains. It's not like Colorado or Utah. We have hills. And I remember in order to reach my goal, I had to do what everybody was unwilling to do. But I also had to fight off people telling me, oh, you can't do that. You're going to have to move. And that's what drove me. I remember the more people that said I couldn't do it, the more I was like, I'm going to do it. And I did. I ended up becoming a pro snowboarder. I ended up opening a chain of skateboard snowboard shops. And I started those out of my mom's basement at the age of 16. By 17, the first store opened. And that first store opened because my mom, she did a crazy thing. She's really the one person that's believed in me my whole life. But she put her house the only thing she had in the world on the line. So her punk 17 year old could open this skateboard snowboard shop. And I think it's a pretty silly thing that she did, but that's how I did it. And throughout the early 2000s, that's what I did. I rose to be one of the top riders in the country. I had my skateboard snowboard shops. I was living the life. And then I was highly leveraged at my fourth store in the early 2000s when the dot-com crash hit. That first recession, remember when the planes hit the tower, I had never known what a recession was. I didn't even really understand it. But what I understood is that my business took a massive hit and I had to go get a job. Now I was either going to deliver pizzas or I was going to get a real job. And what ended up happening is I landed in Wall Street of all the places, a punk snowboard kid landing in Wall Street. But I thought it was going to be a temporary thing and it ended up being something I loved. And over those couple of years from the early 2000s up to 2008, I rose to be one of the top financial advisors at the firm I was at. I was making a lot of money. In 2006, I did my first flip just like many other people, you watch a TV show, you're like, wow, I could flip a house in 23 minutes. So that was the first flip. It didn't take 23 minutes. It actually took a year and I only made 8,000, but it gave me the hope that I could do this. Did another one in 2007 and in 2008, I was doing really well. I bought a dilapidated building, a paint store. 
and I was going to convert it into a three-unit strip mall. So I borrowed money from a hard money lender. I nicknamed him Knuckles. He wasn't a nice guy. And you know what happened. Timing's everything in life. And that was when the Great Recession hit. So the Great Recession hit me, and it hit me like a Mack truck at full speed ahead. And I'll never forget that point. It was one of the most pivotal periods. I was literally one payment, one month away from being bankrupt. I had nothing left. And I remember coming home to the girlfriend who had just moved into my house. And I said to her, I said, sweetie, I need your help. I need your help paying the mortgage. I need your help paying the utilities. And by the way, my friend Pete's going to move into that bedroom down the hall. And my friend Jessica's moving in the bedroom upstairs. I was laying my cards on the table right there. 50-50 shot. She could have just walked out the door and I never would have seen her again. I think she kind of liked me. We're actually married now, so you get the gist of it. We've got our first daughter, six months old, but that was then. And then 2009 to 2014 was the next journey, and that was the real estate journey. See, I made a ton of mistakes, but I at least knew what Warren Buffett said about buying low and selling high. So what I did in 2009 is I started buying dilapidated apartment buildings, and I just buy them and buy them, and I went completely broke doing this because every penny I'd made went into these deals and I was financing them all with this local bank in my personal name. There's so much I needed to learn. By 2014, I brought my 37th deal to the bank, my 37th door, I should say, not deal, but my 37th door to the bank and the bank said, no, they said, don't fit in our little square box, debt to income ratio. Oh, and by the way, Mr. Noggle, because you don't fit in our little box, we're going to freeze your line of credit. Now, any real estate investor knows your line of credit that money is what's used for renovating these units. I was dead in the water. But then they did the fatal blow and they hit me with, we're going to also call one of your mortgages. Now I wasn't the best borrower at this point. I was laid on a lot of payments. I'd gotten into some trouble. So they called my mortgage and I was done. I had to sell all 36 units. Me and my fiance, Larissa was my fiance. Then we had to sell her dream house. So you can see this roller coaster, right? I had a bunch of money, lost it all in 08. Then I climbed my way back out by 14. And here I was, one fatal thing, and I lost it all again. And that was that point in life where you really ask yourself, what am I here for? Well, me and Larissa split. I went to Thailand for a month, and I found my way. And my way was in all kind of weird story when I tell this. But I came home, and I got a postcard to go to a three-day seminar to learn how to flip houses. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what the heck, man? You already did this. But I didn't go because of the flipping houses. I went because they gave away a free iPod shuffle and I wanted it. So that three-day event, I met two key people in my life. I met Greg and I met Mike. And I remember listening to him as an advisor. You're in those events. I'm like, come on, when do I get this stupid iPod shuffle? I'm sitting there with my arms crossed. And I started hearing Mike talking about how he used money and how he was using money in real estate. And I remember thinking to myself, these guys are doing Everything that I have been taught to do the complete opposite way that I've been taught to do it. And I was an advisor, a high level advisor. And these guys did everything different than what I was taught to do with money. And that was where I had my epiphany, my calling. And that calling was I needed to dive in and figure out what do the wealthy do with money that I was never taught as an advisor? What is it that the average person is taught that the wealthy do differently? And how do I learn that? And that's what I did. And from 2014, right up through to today, I've been a student of some of the wealthiest people, billionaires, multi-billionaires, and I've learned the secrets of what wealthy do. And in that journey, a lot of other things happened. We flipped 263 houses. We had a pilot show on HGTV called Risky Builders in 2018. That was an awesome experience. And today now, because of what I've done, I started teaching people these secrets that I've learned. And literally the secret is this, changing one thing 
Adding one step to your life changes everything. And that's what I teach today. I teach people the secrets of the wealthy and how people can take back control of their money and use that to literally change their entire financial futures. Thank you so much for giving us such a detailed background. Lots to unpack there. I'll try to go as quick as possible, but <laughs> I want to circle back to something you said in the beginning and then kind of at the end there. I'm going to be the third thing that'll be about mentors. But first you talked about how you started with the snowboarding and then kind of that grew. And then you started over with something else that grew and that went down and something else that grew went down. And so just the hustle aspect, is that something that came naturally to you? And well, if not, or even if it did, what advice would you have to someone who's listening to this and saying, I can't imagine ever doing something like that. Like, how did he do it? Not once, not twice, but three times. What advice would you give to someone like that? So that's an interesting one. And I don't think I've talked about this a lot in other podcasts, but remember, I grew up with very little. When I wanted something, I didn't go to mom. My dad was kind of not in the picture, but I didn't go to mom and say, mom, I want this new dirt bike. Can I have it? I went to mom and I said, I really would love to have this dirt bike. And she would say, great. What do we have to do to make that happen? How many lawns do we have to mow for our neighbors? Do we have to shovel some driveways? Do you have to go work on a farm, which I did from 14 to 16? She taught me how to, like, I guess you would call it hustle. But back then it was just a means to get what I wanted. If I wanted the dirt bike, the BMX, the skateboard, the snowboard, I had to basically go out there and I had to hustle. That stuck with me my entire life. And the other thing too, in those failing periods, right? It's easy to say you hustle when things are good. Like right now, we've been in a period of really good times, but hard times await us. And I learned more in the hard times, the failing times, 2008, the early 2000s, the 2014s, because during those times, I had to really look myself in the mirror, look at myself. And I had to say, am I going to quit? Because you feel like quitting when you're at the bottom. When you're getting kicked and beat and just nothing's going your way, you just want to throw the towel on. And I remember one of my mentors, and this is where you get into mentors. His name is Greg Reed. He said, the only way you can ever fail at anything in life is to quit. So I just decided I was never, ever going to quit. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, 
the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. ThinkMultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. A lot of people that I talk to on the podcast or just in general, I go through their bio and I started in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, up until the present, and they haven't experienced a recession yet. So we're recording this in December, so I know technically we're in a recession right now, but what advice would you have to someone that has not experienced a recession yet? And what types of things do they need to start doing in their business, but also maybe mentally to prepare for what's eventually going to happen to their business? Oh my goodness. This could be the whole podcast in this. So I'm going to try to keep it simple. So this is a very important question and I'm 43 and I have been through multiple recessions, not only as a real estate investor, but also as a financial advisor. So I've seen a lot of the sides of this. And the biggest thing I will tell everybody listening to this, we're in 2020, one of the craziest years of my life, but we are in a recession, but most people don't realize it right now. They don't even know what that is because things are still pretty good. We've been in really good times for a long time, which makes people weak and it makes people put their guard down. The biggest advice I'd give to everybody is to understand this. 2021, no two ways about it. It's going down, folks. The stock market has to crash. And it will. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you how. And when the stock market crashes, we're real estate investors. That doesn't mean real estate crashes. But real estate's a lagging indicator, which means you got three to six months from when the market takes its big plunge to basically make some corrections in what you're doing. Now, I want to say, here's the things you need to do. You need to, number one, start really getting a plan of attack in place for your business. Number one, what are your reserves looking like? Are you in control of your money or are you not in control of your money and everybody else's? In other words, are you using everybody else's money to do what you're doing? Are you giving away all of your money you make when you make it on fancy cars, on all these things? So at the end of the month, where is your money? Is it in your control or did you give up control of 90% of every dollar you make just like the average? That's statistically 90 cents of every dollar we make goes to somebody else. That's got to change. You got to change that one thing, add that one step to get back control of your money. But here's the most important thing I also want to let you know. Sometimes in times like this, we have to realize that we have to give up a lot right now in order to get everything in the future. And what I mean by that is what is about to happen? Now, I've been through 08, and I bet you a lot of people, if you understood what 08 was and 910, if you had a DeLorean that took you back in time, you would be a billionaire today if you just knew a couple things then. Well, here's the good news. You're going to get that opportunity, but most people will not be able to seize this opportunity because they are not ready, because they didn't think this was coming. They were blind. They bury their head in the sand in good times, and they just pretend that this good time is never going to end. You talked about the people 2009, 10. They've only been in it in good times. They don't know what it's like to have it at the bottom fall out. The biggest opportunity of many of our lifetimes is about to be upon us. Are you ready? And when it happens, because you got to really ask yourself this, you don't know what it's like to go through that. It's, it's not fun. It's going to be awful. It's going to feel like everything around you is collapsing, falling apart. But you know what that feeling is? That is the feeling where you need to rise up, be the leader that you were meant to be, be the light in the darkness for all those that follow you. This is the time where all of you have the chance to literally be that light. And if you are ready for it, if you're up for that challenge, and I know all of you say you are, 
And I'm laughing. You can't see me if you're just listening to this, but I'm laughing because I know for a fact you think you're ready. But are you really? Because it's coming, folks. And you got to prepare and get back control of your money right now. So is the idea that once you get back control of your money, the concept behind that is one thing start to collapse, then you're able to actually buy and maintain what you're currently doing and then buy more and grow more. Is that the goal? Correct. The person who's going to win in any recessionary period is the person that has control of the money. Now, a lot of people are like, yeah, control of money. I don't really have much money. Great. Millennials or people just coming out of college, they might not have a lot of money. That's not all in what I mean. I mean, do you have control of access to money? And when I say access to money, if you think that means the bank, oh, I got a line of credit at the bank, that will disappear. Just like it did in 2009, the bank will freeze your lines of credit. Oh, I can get a mortgage. What if you couldn't? Do you have relationships built with people? Do you know, and I know we're going to get to this later, but here's the secret, okay? If you want to be ready for this, what you need to be willing to do is to solve other people's problems, not yours. Your problems are non-existent right now. You need to solve everybody else's problems. For example, your neighbor, okay? We're in COVID and maybe your neighbor lost his job. Maybe his wife lost his job and there's two cars parked in that driveway. Well, what if you could go to your neighbor and you could say to your neighbor, I have something that I want to talk to you about. Can I have 15 minutes of your time to show you how your house can pay for those two cars? Because you know your neighbor needs help. You won't admit it, but the best way to get people to talk about what their problem is, is to talk about your own problem. Talk about what's going on in your life. Talk about hard things that are happening, like fear of what's coming. They will immediately relate and start talking about it. And once you identify their problem, solve it. You're in real estate, folks. All of you listening to this, I think you're in real estate. You hold the greatest key to every problem everyone has. And it is all lies in real estate, the greatest investment on earth. But if you don't understand how to solve their problems through what you do, then that's where you start. And at the end, I'll give you something that will help you with that. But that's really where it starts. I'm not really touching the surface on that one change that I'm talking about, but we'll cover that. That's something that the wealthy taught me. And it's the craziest, most profound thing, but it is that simple. But again, first, just remember when this happens, what you need to do is that light in the darkness means you need to then go out there and above everything else, solve other people's problems, help other people get what they want. Because if you do that, Zig Ziglar said it, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. Before we get to that one secret, which I'm assuming is going to be your best ever advice, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. So you mentioned in your background that your mom, in a sense, was a mentor, right? And then you met Greg and Mike at the workshop. They were mentors. I'm sure you've got a lot of other mentors. And so I love to talk about why mentors are important because you've already talked about that. But one thing that I come across a lot is people who are new and very zealous want a Chris Noggle to be their mentor or Joe Fairless to be their mentor. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, Chris, I want you to be my mentor, what type of things can someone like that do when they're reaching out to you, before they reach out to you, so that you know that they're not going to waste your time? You know that they're serious, that worthwhile to take them on. So I'm just going to give a real example, okay? There's this kid. His name's Dimitri, young guy, okay? And he came to one of the RIAs that I was speaking at. And he sat right in the front row. And I'll never forget, I kept seeing him. Just looking at him like, who is this kid? I've never seen him before. And I remember after I was done speaking, just about to get off the stage, he comes up to me, stands right in front of me, and he says, are you hiring? And I didn't know his name. I said, what's your name? And he said, Dimitri. I said, Dimitri, I'm always hiring, except for I don't pay. And he says, what do you mean? I said, I mean, I'm always looking for somebody to hire, except for I can't pay you. And he says, okay, that's fine. I want to learn from you. That's the first thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that wants more than just the immediate gratification of a paycheck. 
when someone comes to me and they says, Hey, Chris, I want you to mentor me. I want to learn from you. I hear this every single day, but you know what the biggest problem is? The second I tell them what that involves, they're not interested. Okay. Well, great. You want me to mentor you? Here's where it starts. You could come into MSTV, our community, and we have group coaching there. It costs $19 a month or 190 a year. Oh, I don't want to pay. Great. Eliminated. The biggest thing I had to do in the hardest times of my life is I had to reach into my pocket, pull out whatever I had or that credit card that I didn't have the money to pay for. And I had to pay these people. The Greg and the Mike, that was $27,000 to start working with them. Greg is now my business partner. Mike has lent me millions and millions of dollars. That toll, just like when you drive down a road and there's a toll booth, that's the ticket. I don't want to work with people that don't want to invest in themselves. The number one thing people need to realize is forget about me helping you. You all need to invest in yourself. And that comes at a price. One of two things are the price. Number one, your time. Okay. That's the first thing. Number two, your money. You see successful people, all wealthy people I've ever met do two things very, very well. They invest their time and they invest their money. And if somebody comes to me and says that, that's what you have to be willing to do. Dimitri was willing to invest his time for free. Dimitri still works for me. We've done, I don't know how many wholesale deals. Never once have I paid him. And he still brings me coffee. Just yesterday, he brought his coffee for no reason. He just said, I just thought you'd need a coffee. That's the difference. I love it. And best ever listening to you know my story too. That's exactly how I started working for it is. Joe. All right, Chris, we've been foreshadowing it, building it up. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? That changing one thing, that adding one step, here's what it is. The wealthiest people in the world don't keep their money at banks. They changed one thing. They figured out where they should store their money. And you know where it was? That change was change where your money goes first. They use giant mutually owned insurance companies. They do not use banks to store their capital. So why? Because banks take control away from you. Insurance companies, and this is what the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Ray Crocs, the Walt Disney's, all of them have used this, learned that by putting money in these giant mutually owned insurance companies, they can tap into one of the greatest financial secrets in the world. Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. Those that understand it, earn it. Those that don't pay it. Do you know what that is? Uninterrupted compound interest. When you put money in the bank, first off, you barely make anything. But when you take that money out of the bank, you stop the flow of interest. You stop your money working for you. When you put your money in this insurance company, and I'm not going to have time to get into all the details. My book and all my videos will teach you this. When you put your money in an insurance company, the insurance company allows you to take that money right back out immediately in the first 30 days or even sooner. You can put money in, take all or some of that money immediately back out. But here's the thing. When you learn how to do this, the insurance company continues to pay you interest and dividends on that money for the rest of your life, even though you have that money in your hand to go out there and buy the next real estate deal, do the next private loan, pay off your credit cards. But then the most important thing that I learned, and this was the hardest thing for me to accept, is When I do make my little marching monies work, because that's all my money is, all they are is little marching men that I send to work every single day because I want my money working harder for me than I have to work. When I send that money out there, I need to basically recapture. I need to treat that money the same as I would treat the banks. In other words, I take money from my account and I pay off my visa. I was giving visa $100 a month and visa was charging me 24.99%. True story. When I paid visa off, most people would be like, great, I don't have visa anymore. What I do is I pay Visa off and I take that $100 a month I was given Visa and I take that $100 and I put it back into my bank at that mutually owned insurance company. 
what I just did by just changing that one thing, by taking back the money that I was giving to Visa, by being the bank, what I did is I just made 24% plus on my money because I was given 24.99% to Visa. If I just paid myself the same amount I was given Visa, I made 24.99. But you see, I make money twice because remember the money that I put in that mutually owned insurance company's account, that money's earning interest. How much? 4% plus dividends. So right now it's about 6% right now to keep the math simple. I'm making 6% on the money, even though I took it out to pay it to Visa. And then I took back the money I was given Visa, and now I'm making 24 on top of that. If that didn't get you excited, well, then I should teach you how to get all the money back for every single car you will ever buy, drive, and own by just changing that one thing. So again, I'm not getting too deep into this because I'm watching the clock and we're going to run out. But I will tell you, I have all the resources. And you mentioned mentors. One of my mentors, his name was Greg Reed. You can look him up. He's a best-selling author, Napoleon Hill Foundation, makes movies. I went to an event in 2015 at my lowest point in my life. I spent five grand to be at his house around all the people that he surrounded himself with. And I asked him, I got him one moment where I got him alone. I said, Greg, he knew my situation. I said, what is the best advice you can give me? You know what he said to me? He said, all right, Chris, puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, Chris, I'm going to give you the best advice I can ever give you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. Give it to me, Greg. Come on. And he says, give your best stuff away for free. I sat back and I'm like, dude, really? You spent five grand that I don't have to be here. And that's the best freaking advice you got for me. Give my best stuff away for free. He says, you know what, Chris, you don't understand it now, but it is. He said, if you do that, out of all the people you give this advice to, some of them will never need you again because you'll give them everything they need and they'll respect you for that. But he said, 95 to 99% of those people will respect you so much for giving everything you have, your best stuff to them and for helping them that they will follow you forever and they will become your best clients. You will make the most amount of money because of them, because you gave your best stuff away for free. That's what I do today. Everything I do, I give my best stuff away for free. It's interesting that last point you made about giving the best stuff away for free. Cause a lot of times you would think that when people come to the podcast, you'd ask yourself, well, why are they telling me all these things? Like, why are they giving all their secret sauce, all their secret strategies? And, yet, and as you said, yeah, give it all away for free. And I totally couldn't agree more. So Very all right, Chris, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com. Okay, Chris, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Recently read, Profit First. Profit First, okay. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Start over tomorrow and do what I learned by failing. Out of all the deals you've done so far, What's one that you've lost the most money on? How much did you lose and what lessons did you learn? 34 Woodley, we lost $62,000. I'll never forget that. Out of 263 properties, I know every property that I've lost money on because those are the ones I learned from. And what I learned is I took my eye off the prize and I got greedy. And that is the biggest lesson I ever learned was from that loss. But every loss I've learned from, every win, I don't even remember half of them. We've already kind of talked about this, but what is the best ever way you like to give back? 
I like to solve people's money problem, and that is how I do it. I teach people how to create a financial butterfly effect in their lives by changing just one thing. And then last question, what is the best ever place to reach you? And then you can also talk about the giveaways you have for us today. Yeah, so the best place to get me is my website, chrisnoggle.com, and you just go there. Everything I have is there, but to get you to go there, this is all knowledge. This is all great stuff. And the person that ever said knowledge is power was full of crap because knowledge is in power. It's the application of knowledge. Any of you that want to learn, that really want to take advantage of what I'm teaching and what I do, you have to take action. So how about I motivate you? Because remember that free iPod shuffle that I got from going to that event? I want to give you something for free. So I've got two books, The Private Money Guide, where all the money is for all the real estate deals you ever want. And I'm going to give you this one too, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, that one change, how to change that one thing. How about I give you both of these books for free? Go to my website, one click, one swipe, click on free book, and you can have both of those. And while you're at it, watch some of my videos because they will absolutely change your life. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Definitely going to be worth re-listening to this because we went over so much and time just flew by. So some of the main categories of things we talked about, because I'm not going to be able to summarize it too much, but we talked about cultivating hustle, how you were able to accomplish that, things people can do to replicate that. We talked about advice you'd have for people who have not gone through a recession yet and that a big one is coming and that you need to, number one, make sure you have control of your money. Number two, Make sure you're prepared to solve other people's problems. And you gave us some examples of that. Can I finish with one very important thing? And I'm I'm remiss that I didn't do it. Let me finish with a quote that really is one of the most profound quotes. And that quote is from Will Rogers. And Will Rogers says, the biggest problem in America is not what people don't know. The biggest problem in America is what people think they know that just ain't so. Be very careful who you take advice from. Be very careful who you surround yourself with because that circle, if they are not living the life you want to live, the perfect day you want to live, are you in the right company? And also, like you mentioned, be careful of taking advice from people that haven't failed. That's a really powerful one. I think I'm going to stop my summary there and we'll just end with that, Chris. So thank you so much for joining us today. Best of your listeners, make sure you take advantage of his free books. Read them, learn from them. Chris is a very successful guy, works with successful people. So if you want to replicate that, you know, got to learn from the best. So Chris, thank you again for joining us. Best of your listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.